This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. I'm Jamie Long. It's Tuesday the 21st of December. And first today, the Chancellor's announced £1 billion in financial support for hospitality companies. Firms will be able to claim a cash grant of £6,000 to help with the impact of the pandemic. £30 million will be spent supporting cultural sites, including theatres and museums as well. Well, Rishi Sunak's revealed another measure which he feels will make a big difference to those struggling. We're reintroducing our statutory sick pay rebate scheme so that small and medium-sized companies can claim compensation for the government for the cost of sick pay for their employees. Taken together, I'm confident that these measures will help hundreds of thousands of businesses. Well, I've been speaking to Tudor Price from the Kent Victor Chamber of Commerce. He says the money is welcome but is worried about how quickly businesses will get a share of it. We're delighted uh, that the government have recognised the impact that uh, a lot of their uh, press conferences are having on on the sort of community um, uh, here in Kent in particular. The, the money is going to be much needed. However, uh, the catch here is going to be getting it out to businesses in good time. And I think because this is additional money being provided to an existing programme of support means that it should flow quicker. But... Uh, we do know that there have been problems with the administration of this particular grant scheme in the past, and we're worried now about delays about getting that out and eligibility. Do you think it's enough then? Do you think the money will be enough to see business history, especially the hospitality industry as well, through uh, Christmas and into the new year? Unfortunately, it's not going to come anywhere close to making up the losses that businesses are going to experience now over the Christmas break. Um, the amount of revenue that's normally generated is significant at this time of year. And of course, it covers businesses throughout the rest of the year. So um, whilst it is a positive and much welcome gesture, it certainly won't be anywhere near enough to stop businesses from going to the wall. But it is still uh, a contribution. And for some businesses, it will help plug gaps where they haven't been able to sort of make up um, the shortfall. Specifically, we, we, we see the, the biggest thing, impact and benefit being within the supply chain to the hospitality and leisure industry because they are quite often the ones that sort of missed out really and they're the ones that have been having an impact early on as order books have been cancelled as more businesses are becoming more uncertain about you know the, their revenue income over the course of the Christmas period. Well the announcement from the Chancellor today comes as new Covid stats have been released in Kent. Coronavirus cases in the county have gone up by almost a third in the space of a week. More than 15,200 people tested positive in the week to last Wednesday. Meanwhile, latest data shows more than 12,000 cases of the Omicron variants have been recorded in Kent. There have been just over 2,000 in Medway alone. Well, with growing uncertainty over the rise number of cases, school leaders in Kent say they're facing pressure over what will happen next term. Some are being told to prepare for online learning as it's thought staff absences due to Covid will cause massive disruption. Katia Fowler's been speaking to Alan Brooks, former chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers. I think there is a huge pressure. We know that uh, the secondary schools are being required to, to test all their students again when they come back in January. 
but there are huge uncertainties around the, the rates, the way that Omicron is spreading amongst younger people, the fact that we are very concerned that there will be an awful lot of staff absence next term, quite apart from the, the impact on, on children, and that will make things very difficult for schools. Now, I've been talking to um, some teachers who I, who I sort of know of. They've been told to prepare around three weeks of online lessons. Does this fit with what you're hearing uh, teachers are having to prepare for? Uh, yes, I think that's, that's the sort of information that is going out. There certainly seems to be an anticipation, even if there isn't an actual full lockdown or a closure of schools, that it's going to be very disrupted or learning or teaching in person is going to be very disrupted. Um, and it's it's very disappointing because we all want children in schools and, and head teachers, school leaders for the past two years have asked the government to make schools safer, to invest in filtration systems, in better ventilation. And, and frankly, they've done absolutely nothing to improve the picture. So we are going back into next term. Schools are going back into next term in exactly the position they were in before. But unfortunately, with a virus that seems to spread even more rapidly amongst young people than previous viruses. Now, obviously, the next couple of weeks for any teachers or even, you know, parents or pupils should be a sort of a relaxing couple of weeks holiday. I don't know how long exactly they get. Do you expect that this is going to be relaxing for anybody finding themselves waiting to know what's going to happen in January? I think over the past two years, teachers have become very used to the fact that holidays really don't exist for them because there is always something new to prepare for, something new coming down the line. And teachers accept that. They've worked incredibly hard since the, the first start back in March, two years ago now. And I'm afraid that that is the situation we're in. What is concerning for teachers, certainly at secondary school level, is that we have no clear idea about what's going to happen with exams. If there is more disruption, we still don't know how that's going to impact on, on contingency plans for external examinations in the summer. So it's a, it's a very it's a difficult period for the whole country. I'm not saying teachers are, you know, the only ones suffering, but it is going to be very difficult to get children back into schools where we'd like them to be next term. Well, we've also been continuing our conversation with the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yesterday on the Kent Online podcast, Justin Welby told us he trusts scientists and politicians to come to the right decision regarding COVID measures. While there's a possibility that we could face further restrictions on indoor mixing, the Archbishops told Kent Online that there's a solution to isolation and anxiousness. The pandemic and other events combine to bring three things that affect our mental health. One is uncertainty. We just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. One is uncontrollability. We have no influence on what's happening to us. And one is unpredictability. We can't see the further out future in any way. And those are all things that impact mental health. And the answer to that is community and being together to love each other and care for each other as we can safely and to be in touch with people and reassure and show that there is real solidarity. Those things have a transformative effect on mental health. And if you're really getting down, get help. Don't just try and tough it out. Mental ill health is ill health, so get help. But let's also say we have to make sure that those who are helping are also helped. 
because people can burn out and be worn down. And, and you know, people in the NHS, clergy, volunteers, they can just get to the point where they think this is never going to stop. So help the helpers. The Kent Online Podcast with Blue Butterfly, Earl Street, Maidstone. Next, seven men have appeared in magistrates' courts after £90 million worth of cocaine was seized at Sheerness Port. Armed police were among more than 100 officers involved in a major operation in the early hours of yesterday. They seized around 1.2 tonnes of cocaine, which is thought to have been hidden under a shipment of bananas on a boat from Costa Rica. A 27 year old who worked as a security guard at the port is among those accused of conspiring to import Class A drugs. Elderly residents in Canterbury have criticised a housing association after being told to remove Christmas wreaths from their doors. People living in Joseph Conrad's house are being warned they'll be charged if they don't take the decorations down. They've accused bosses of being worse than Scrooge. Hyatt Housing say they're following fire safety regulations as some wreaths can be highly combustible. Now, there are concerns Kent's homeless could face a cold Christmas as COVID-19 closes some communal sleeping arrangements across the county. Those without a place to live are facing the challenges of freezing temperatures and the prospect of being alone for the festive period. The Gravesham Sanctuary is one charity trying to help and are putting people in hotels. Boss Stephen Nolan spoken to the Kent Online podcast and says numbers seem to be rising. We're seeing more, 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 more people, and we expected this to happen. Where, where, whereas, whereas um, changes have happened, um, landlords are starting to uh, evict people for whatever reason that might be. Um, we expected this to happen at the end of the of the pandemic. Although, if you look at the news, the pandemic not ended yet, is it? It's, it's still going on, unfortunately. But um, yeah, we did expect this to happen, but at the moment. We think we've got it covered at the moment, so it's possible it could get worse. The weather will get worse. Um, we just deal. With, we just deal with it as it happens on the day. Um, I mean, unfortunately for us, we we are on our limit of what we can take. I mean, that sounds like a small number that we're taking at the moment, but you can imagine that the cost of putting someone up in a hotel. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, is absolutely astronomical. It really is costing, costing sanctuary a lot of money to do that. And so our funds, although they're reasonable, they are getting eaten away by that. So we do the best we can um, with the funding that we have. And if and when we run out of money, um, that is going to be a problem. That That's the biggest problem that I see, is the fact that the funding available won't cover the amount of people that we want to accommodate, but hands are tied on that one. Well, Kent's largest homeless charity, Porchlight, says more than 9,300 households in the county are at risk of homelessness. Another Kent panto has had to cancel performances. The Hazlitt Theatre in Maidstone had called off all of their shows of Jack and the Beanstalk today. Beauty and the Beast at the Central Theatre in Chatham also hasn't gone ahead today because of a Covid outbreak. 
Dozens of miles of roadworks around Kent are set to be finished from today ahead of the big Christmas getaway. Highways bosses say the vast majority across the country will start to be lifted to help keep traffic flowing. We're being urged to check before we travel, with the day before Christmas Eve expected to be one of the busiest days to head out. Now, a Medway families managed to raise more than £1,000 to buy a radio aid for their partially deaf son. It wasn't available on the NHS as six-year-old Freddie Plank didn't need it for school, but it has helped him with his football. He used to struggle to hear instructions when there was lots of noise from parents and teammates. Lewis Cook and Liam Bush are the coach and manager of Cliffwoods Colts. With the radio aid, as soon as we got here and turned it on, everything we said Freddie could hear was responsive to what we were saying and generally I, I mean I didn't know how it was going to work but really impressed with it and it will definitely make our lives easier going forward and it will obviously make the um, the football more enjoy, enjoyable for Freddie so that's the main thing. Um, yeah that's the best thing but yeah there was no, no shouting or anything it was just just talking to him and he can hear you from wherever. Yeah. Yeah it will, it will change how we manage Fred Yeah, and I think it will change how he Place, to be honest. Definitely. Like we've had, we've had a few games where it's been, wouldn't say, terrible conditions, but really windy. Yeah. And when there's a lot of crossover noise from different parents, Freddie quite often gets confused. Um, generally, because he's got us shouting at him, he's got parents shouting at him, he's got his teammates shouting at him, and he's just kind of like, where's this noise coming from? I think with the radio aid, he'll have more direction of where the noise is coming from and who's saying it. So yeah, it'll definitely, definitely help. It definitely helps. And a former Wesleyan chapel near Sevenoaks has gone on the market for £1.25 million. The four-bedroom detached house in Chapel Row was converted from a chapel into a home nearly 20 years ago. The Grade 2 listed building had originally been made of Kentish ragstone in 1848. You can see pictures of the house at Kent Online. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and you can also subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast This podcast is sponsored by Ball in Maidstone your brand new luxury sports and gaming bar with American pool, table tennis beer pong, live sports, delicious food and bottomless brunches